Hello, welcome and thank you for joining us today on Friend of God, brought to you by Friendship Baptist Church in Sturgis, Mississippi. It is our goal every week to bring the Word of God to as many people as possible. We pray that you enjoy today's message, but more importantly, we pray that it changes your heart and provokes life change and action. God bless, and please listen from your heart. Enjoy. In 1 Peter 3, verse 13, it says, Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed, and do not fear their intimidation, and do not be troubled. So don't fear. I think we, we live in a world right now where there are a lot of things that we believe are worth being afraid of. The unending cycle of this pandemic, the, the inability to live life as normal, all of the mental strain and stress that, that many of us are under, and there's so many decisions being made from school to safety to everything else. But this verse says here, what can harm you if you are doing what is good, what is righteous? And even if you suffer, you're still blessed. I'm unsure how many of you this evening would say, I'm blessed because I struggle. I'm blessed because I suffer. I'm blessed because I'm going through hard times. I'm blessed because there are those that wish I would not share my faith. I'm blessed because... Those around me do not understand why I am stuck to God like I am and while I need Him every day. So there's, there's an understanding that we are not to fear. Secondly, this evening, sanctify the Lord and be ready. Verse 15 says, But sanctify the Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to Make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Sanctify the Lord and be ready. Set the Lord in your heart as most important. Give Him honor and glory and be ready. When you are serious about your faith and you are doing what God has called you to do, and you are living this life with exuberance and joy, there are going to be people that see you as different than those that they encounter on a daily basis, as well as they should. And they're going to ask you how you can live like you do, how you can have hope when everything seems hopeless, how you cannot fear when the world seems afraid of everything. You have an awesome opportunity, those that know Christ, to brag on Jesus, to tell others the good news of Jesus Christ, the salvation, the forgiveness, the repentance, how God has made a way through Jesus Christ where there was no way. How anyone, regardless of their sin life, can find freedom from their sins and forgiveness. You and I have to be ready 
But we have to remember that we do it with gentleness and reverence. If someone comes to you with a bad attitude or comes to you in a derogatory manner, chances are you're going to throw up your defenses. Same thing goes if you who know Christ come with such an abrupt attitude, it will turn somebody away. So gentleness and reverence, that means that we have to listen to someone, their story, their life, gain an understanding, build a relationship, and understand that these times when someone is open and asking and wanting us to give a defense, and even those that come with such a measure as hostility or skepticism that are trying to disprove faith, we have to remember gentleness and reverence cuts through a lot of things that people are bringing in with them. Because you and I, we might think we know, but we don't know everybody's baggage. We don't know everybody's struggles, hardships, temptations. We don't know what road brought them to the direction they are today. All we know and all we have is the time that we're called upon. And when someone asks us about our faith, we need to be ready to say with great understanding, passion, joy, and confidence, this is how Jesus can be Lord and Savior of someone else's life. This is how you can have hope. Thirdly, keep a good conscience. Verse 16. And keep a good conscience, so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile you, your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. So, what happens when you as a Christian believer face adversity, face slander, face skeptics, that, or anything else? You might even deal with persecution on different levels. What do you do? Continue to keep that good conscience and remain focused on the main thing. Somebody said it like this, keep the main thing the main thing. So understanding that, which is difficult, it's easy to say, but it's difficult when somebody is in your face or somebody's in your area or your bubble and, and you're dealing with that measure of ridicule or slander or you know just downright people who are ugly acting these days. Those who don't understand why you have such joy in Christ and why you act the way you do. For those who have questions, we are to stay the course because it will make all the difference in the world. They might question now, or they might give you a hard time or a difficult time, but they're really looking for what you have and wanting to know if it's actually real. Fourthly, right and wrong. Verse 17, For it is better if God should will it so, that you suffer for doing what is right rather than for doing what is wrong. Wait, does that mean that that sometimes I go through times of suffering to make my faith stronger? Does that mean that I just I might not have done anything wrong? But going through these times helps me be more refined, helps me become more like Him, helps me to let go of the things in my life which don't need to be there. Refining continues to shape me into who He wants me to be. Sometimes we go through these times of suffering and we prove on the other side that God is greater 
than the worst day of suffering that we face, than the greatest persecution that can come in our way, than anyone, anywhere that comes against us. God is greater. God is greater. We are to stick to doing what is right, even when we're going through difficulties. Fifthly, finding this too hard. Many of you might be finding this too hard. Verse 18 is what it says. For Christ also died for sins once and for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. Christ died once and for all, for the just and the unjust, that he might bring us to God. It's because of his death we are made alive in the flesh. Understand that we might find all of these things difficult and hard, and life is difficult and hard. But understand the price that was paid for your freedom and my freedom. Understand the price that was paid and how we ought to live with such meekness. Meekness means that we approach life in a different manner. We live in a manner of self-control. We know that God has put us, placed us, given us a hope that this world cannot extinguish and that even though we come up with adversity and deal with all of these people and walk through hard times, that we will continue to understand the sacrifice that was paid for us. So we live differently than this world. And for some of us, it might seem like we are swimming upstream. If you've ever been to a raging river and tried to go the opposite way of the waves, you know how hard it is to swim upstream. It seems to be easy when you go with the flow of how it's naturally going, it's easier to go. But the difficult road brings the best result because you and I just might prove to be a follower of Jesus Christ in our faith and how we face life and how we face difficult people and difficult situations, how we choose to live each and every day, how we approach right and wrong and say, not God, why is this happening to me? But God, even though this is happening to me, I still will praise you, God. I've had to say that more than once in my life. God, whatever it is, whatever your will, I'll still praise you. And maybe you're going through a difficulty. Maybe everybody's against you in the sense of uh, against the faith that you hold true. Maybe you're finding this too hard. Remember how Christ died. So how can we make application of this on this evening? How can we understand this meek or self-controlled life? Firstly, fear can set in and disable us totally if we allow it. How can it disable us? We can be so defensive about what anyone and everyone says and take it personally and we begin to shut down. Our anxieties, our fears, our, our heart starts running not into nothing in worry. So how can we combat this? We can live righteously and fear only God. What can anybody do against me? If I'm a follower of God, if I'm a child of God, what can stand against him? Not one thing. So if God is for me, what can stand against? Who can stand against? Not one thing. 
So fear. We need to live righteously and fear only God. Secondly, how do you share your faith? That's important to understand. How we share our faith is the way that the world will encounter Christ. Many of you serve in in various areas in occupations or you're retired. You see different people than anybody sees. You encounter folks that I might never encounter. So it matters how you share your faith. And the best way to prepare for sharing your faith or sharing the gospel or sharing how Christ saved you is to go ahead and prepare ahead of time for when it will happen. Because we are meant to be ready to give an account of the hope that is in you. The hope of Jesus Christ. But we're to do so with gentleness and reverence. So how do you share your faith? Do you share your faith in word and deed? Meaning what you say and what you do. Do you share your faith in either word or deed? Meaning one or the other? Or maybe you said, is there a C? Sure. That you neither share your faith in word nor deed. Maybe you're too just worried about what you're going to say as if they're going to reject you. The reality behind that statement is a fear tactic that only the devil can bring. Because if you and I are pursuing Him daily, if we're allowing for Scripture to permeate from our heart and radiate out through our soul, if we are allowing for God's Word to speak truth each and every day, then don't you think that He will not give us the words to say when we encounter someone who asks us why we believe what we believe? Our hope is in Him. It's God that gives us the ability to say what we need to say at the right time. And also understand, it's Him who saves. We are just the go-between, the instrument, the vessel that takes the Word and shares it with the world around us. So in word and deed, we are to share our faith. Thirdly, a clean conscience helps us endure all things for Christ's sake. That means that if you have things lingering in your life that you need to go to God with, maybe you're struggling with a temptation, maybe you're dealing with an old sin, maybe you're always ensnared by the same thing, maybe you're going through a trial that you don't feel like you can make it through. Come before God with a clear conscience, understanding if we're right by God, no matter what we face, God will see us through. His strength is mightier than our greatest day of hardship. And we can endure all things for His sake. Fourthly, the question comes up all the time, is right and wrong subjective? I disagree with the world around me that says it it is ever-changing, that we're learning more and, and, and studying more and learning more about behavior and all these other things. I understand. I'm a psychology minor. I understand about behavior and why people do what they do sometimes. But God wrote the very life that we have, created us from nothing in His image, and gave us a way we ought to live. It is not subjective to person to person. God's Word says what it intends to say, 
and it is right and speaks to a way of life that this world doesn't really fully engage or understand in. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, I don't fully engage and understand in everything that you're saying. Maybe it's because you don't know Jesus Christ. See, there's a difference in head knowledge and heart knowledge. When you know that Jesus is Lord and Savior, you begin to understand His love for you. And in understanding that love, you want to do everything you can to follow Him, to be in His will. So that means right is not subjective and wrong is not subjective. It's whatever God says. That's it. Plain and simple. Black and white. Lastly, truth. There's no greater truth than Jesus' sacrifice. But we've got to understand, even with His sacrifice, following Him is costly but worthwhile. If I were to tell you there are many and others that are around you, that are looking, that are searching, that are trying to find the hope that you may have in your heart on this evening. You might say, well, who? Who? Who can I talk to? Who can I find? Who can I go? It's, it's more important that you live with such authenticity, that you live with that authentic life, that you are one who represents Christ, that you are meek, that you control yourself, that you live in a manner worthy of the gospel, that you're always ready to give a defense for your faith that you have with gentleness and reverence, that even if you're slandered, even if something comes against you, you know God won't stand for that. He'll take care of you. Even if you go through difficulties and hard times, that doesn't mean that God is any less just or good. That you need to remember, yes, following Him is costly, but in this world we'll face many hardships. In this world we'll face a lot of trials, temptations, and we'll deal with setbacks and heartaches and difficulties, but we can hold fast to the faith that we have in Jesus Christ. It is so worthwhile to live with such passion, such meekness, such humility in times like this. When the world is looking for hope, I hope they find Jesus in you. Father God, we come this evening. God, we call on you. God, use us in this time. Draw us near to you. Let us seek you and seek you first. God, for the many that are searching for hope this evening, I pray that they find hope in you. Father God, you provided a way through Jesus where there was no way. And if we are in need tonight, you can save us. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But the free gift of eternal life is in Jesus Christ. See, Jesus died for us. And it's my hope this evening, Heavenly Father, that those listening, those watching, might embrace you, even for the very first time. Maybe there's some this evening that need to get back on track with you. Maybe they've been so abrasive with their faith that they've turned people away yet they still have opportunity to correct or to work on that. Heavenly Father, I pray that you forgive them where they are. You give them a fresh start and you let them know that today it might be coming to a close, but your mercies are new every morning. Heavenly Father, let us take advantage of every opportunity as we run this race with endurance. 
And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining the Friendship Family today. We know that your time is the most valuable item you have, and we are enormously grateful that you chose to share it with us. If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com, or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fbcms. Both can be found in the show notes below. If you would leave a rating or review for our new podcast, we would be very appreciative. And if you would share it with others, we would be eternally grateful. We pray that you have a God-filled day. And remember, love God, love people, and reach the world. Have a good day.